0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen. this is. This is Matthew Bailey, alongside Pad in Crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BS Beats at Bailey. And today, I'm a little bit happy. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit happy. As a matter of fact, not even a little bit happy. I'm pretty happy. Not a lot happy, but pretty happy. Why? Because I finally, well, we finally got to see the ninth film from Quentin Tarantino. Entitled Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I right. checked it out yesterday, which yes was um, you know, our country's independence day. So uh why while, while I could have, you know, found my way in town somewhere or maybe in Sando like you, you know, buying five dollar beers I was like, All right, well before I do <laughs> that before I do that, let me at least see this movie then. Let me just get this out the way and then I could just kind of fanboy at it, you know, we just think about it while I see yeah. you know fireworks. <laughs>
1: yeah I, I saw it on friday um you know i i dug what it was and yeah mm-hmm. we'll talk about
0: it. yeah we, we'll talk about that um and also too we will talk about season three of uh DC's just um young justice outsiders we sure. fin- it finally wrapped up so um we'll talk about that um i know that you reviewed the first half of it totally enjoyed it well i remember yeah. you seeing that so um i will share my my honest thoughts on on this um on this season here before all that, um, we have to talk about two trailers that dropped last week uh, First trailer being that for, well, the final trailer for Joker Which is funny because right, right after that, it had its, um, I think it had its premiere at this Venice Film Festival And then reviews right. just start coming out and people, they, uh, well, from what again, people kind of split by it Because like, for one thing, like, right. just a guy, out our and Joaquin Phoenix's performance was like highly praised Like, they're saying that is yeah. the best thing about the show um and some people saying that, you know, yes, this movie is great, it's very subversive, very dark, but I think that's where people kind of split on the the overall message or themes of what this show is. Cause I think right. that but this are, show in particular is stuff gonna stuff. just, you know, poke poke holes and this sorry, not poke holes, is gonna, you know, uh, push envelopes and just make people right. feel really creepy and uh, sorry, or so creeped out and uncomfortable now.
1: Right. Well, everybody making the joke, um it's 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 um falling down for incels, right? Um, it's falling down for? Incels, if you know what that is uh, Alright, well I know based... falling down, but Right, right, so incel is like a person who is like uh, We call an involuntary celibate person And it's like a whole psychology And basically it's like a really like, particularly messed up guy on the internet And all these guys who hate women and all kind of things Have nothing to do with you as a person It's more like a, a mindset Anyway, look up the word incel I really recommend not um, getting into their forums because, like, somebody the saddest shit ever. But yeah, uh,
0: sounds, sounds kind of really sad though. Yeah. yeah. But
1: anyway, but we everyone making that joke is is uh, is falling on Queens. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. But be, but before well uh, yes we will we'll talk we share we thoughts on the, the final trailer of Joker um as well as a trailer that dropped um Friday just out of the blue actually um. The, well, the first trailer, the official trailer, if you will, for Terminator Dark Fate. Because remember, a few months ago, right. we got a teaser of it. Um, and right. I was pretty underwhelmed by it, especially that choice of song. That was just god-awful. I was like, what the hell is this? Um, yeah. But yeah. So, um to kick things off, let me just talk about Joker for a bit now. Um, sure. So, really enjoy this trailer here. It's, um well, just yeah. as dark as expected it to be. You really do see more stuff. Um, you get a more a, a bigger sense of the of the world being created here and the psychology of um of Joaquin Felix's character. Um, but I like also too that it wasn't really reliant on just showing you a set of like, you know, visceral stuff, you know what I mean, like violence and stuff like that. It's you know it's there. you know you see little glimpses of it, but the tone of it is just enough for you to be like, all right, this is something different. This is something that will genuinely creep me out in some way shape or form um i'm not sure how exactly you know what i mean and that's well that's why i really want to stay away from reviews i don't want to know anything about you know the messages or what rub people off the wrong way with this movie but of course Joaquin Felix shines in this trailer you know the lines he's given scenes that he um he's given you know what i mean are really getting more of a uh, you know, people call it, you know, a taxi driver. Well, you know, DC's take on taxi driver, you know, what I mean, like that. So, right, I get right. more of that taxi driver. I, I, tone and um, it now.
1: When they first announced it, just announced it, uh-huh. um, I was I was really worried. I, I was thinking, all right, this is just going to be DC's venom, right? Right. Uh, I was like, oh boy, what's going on here? You know, there's going to be a problem. And then I saw that first little teaser thing, the little thing they did where with the. With the Project in front of his face yeah um, and yeah. i thought that was great with, with the with the guests it, who tracked it and everything like, mm-hmm. and i thought i when i saw that i was like that one moved for immediately. um right. that one moved almost immediately it's it's uh,
0: kind uh, of but not exactly like um well when we saw heat ledger's makeup for the first time for dark knight
1: right yeah yeah right. it was one of those right yeah just a, a reveal again can is see what he looked like for the first time really um, although it had a bunch of leaks and everything like that online, but I don't really take that on. I wanted to see what you know from the filmmakers' perspective, how it looked in uh, Yeah, it won me over. I was like, okay, cool. This is this going to be on point. Um, you know, when you see the, the color scheme, I was like, and then you immediately think of when you when you hear the word when I heard Martin Scorsese is going to be re- involved, I'm like, oh, okay. No, then you yeah, immediately you think thinking King of Comedy, you know?
0: right? Of course, with Robert yeah. De Niro there, you know what I mean. You're thinking, of course, Tax Driver. Still, tax drive, you know, but, my, my favorite. Matusco C Robert De Niro, you know, right. tag team movie. Um and yes, well, King of Comedy too is especially to right. his character. Um, I'm actually so curious I don't, I don't... to see how they sorry. I'm actually curious to see how they're gonna rope in this character, well, Robert De Niro's character into it no. I could guess it's just like, oh well, you know, he, he's so funny and ha ha like he he wins people over, and maybe that's how you know Joker uses that to kind of influence the citizens that right. got him or something like
1: Right. And but that's the thing, I was thinking, wait, boy, it, that, that could be almost the identical narrative now. Um, and he's, he's, even some people make a joke how this could be the <laughs> that Cop but he's a prequel to this stuff. Like it's the same character.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because this movie set that's in cool. 81, and the movie came out in '83, you know.
1: Yeah. Right. And no, right. And so um, I, I I was thinking about what they're gonna do with this. And it, it is logically a good space to go with Joker, right? Because Joker is always supposed to be kind of the worst manifestation of men, right? Of our guy, right? Of course, uh, yeah. You know, so you know, original Joker was well, Jack Nicholson Joker was gangster Joker. Then Heath Ledger was was terrorist anarchist Joker. And then, well, this fellow, you know, yeah, Jared Leto
0: yeah, was, was gang gangbanger,
1: gangster well, Joker. He was he was you know, gang leader, Molly Joker, Florida Joker. You really know going on there. Mm. Um. Yeah, well, they kind of messed that up, frankly, I thought. Um, and then this one, um, you know, does Joker and in- is it's like the only space you could go because you have to the only thing with Joker, Joker, the whole point of Joker is that you have to be kind of the, the lowest a person can be. That's kind of the point, right? Mm-hmm. And so the only thing that you could go with is this kind of loser character in this fashion. And it, what I, I think they're doing, and I would like to see is basically kind of reinvigorating the, the paradigm of mental health in the, in the Batman universe. Because that's, ah, one thing that yeah, Batman, yeah. that's one thing that always felt dated with Batman, in my opinion, which is they just kind of get mental health wrong. It's, it's stereotypes of mental health. Yeah, so yeah what people if, get
0: crazy and then they suddenly turn bad, right? Well, they turn right, into, right. into, and into it, super villains,
1: right. right? Yeah, And it, it demonize mental health. In fact, the whole, the whole point of the story, like, in fact, all, almost all the Batman villains is, is a bunch of stereotypes of mental health issues, right? Yeah. And if you apply a realism to that and then see if you can make a, a, a criminal person from that without it being, well, I'm going to use a big fancy word, Manichaean, meaning that he's just evil for evil's sake and his craziness is somehow kind of borderline supernatural kind of thing. Instead of just doing that, you make it grounded and realistic. Um, what can this work? And we'll see, right? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I, right. I, I've seen, I've seen that the best score of it on, on Metacritic, which is, is a, still a good score. Yeah. Um, but not as high as I thought it would have been. In fact, there's another movie that I'm so glad has a very very high score. Because I was very hyped for that movie, which coming out, we'll talk about it. Well, most likely, you will mention it at the end of the episode. Um, right. Yeah. So, but anyway. Um,
0: yeah. But
1: I'm um, Hyped,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here too. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped too. I could, I can wait because just like a month, or, sorry, not a month, or so a, a couple months before you know we actually see it. I hope that yeah. that we do get to see it down here and. You know, the, the local cinema gods that be do, do bail out last minute and be like, nah boy, but you know, people might find it too violent and and pull it away right. and then we don't get to see it. Like doubt that, that yeah. will piss me off though. Um right. but one thing though, like a performance could only do so much to make you sure, right? But um okay. like what well, like I was having this discussion with a friend of mine yesterday and he keeps, you know, war worrying about Todd Phillips, you know, you know, his, his contribution to the film now. Because you know, right. if you look at you know Dark Knight, like yes, everybody talks about Heat Ledger, but to me, Christopher Nolan is the, is is the star right. of the right. of, of that movie. He made that movie work. So I'm um, right. I'm not too worried about Todd Phillips, you know, messing things up. But well, you know, I mean, he... I don't know. People just have this kind of thing with him basically. they worry worried that he well, will suck but because of a... him. Yeah, no, he has a track record. I mean, I know, I know, know. it's a track record that people looking
1: at too. like, you know, maybe he's, he's mean, not going to you know. bring anything fresh or. Well, thing, you know, the we know him. But no, okay, so, you know, in some ways he could be, he, I kind of see him in the same way I see Adam McKay. Right. You know, Adam McKay, we know him for comedy, and then when it's time to, to do something serious, he ends up just giving us a really, really great products. Same yeah, thing, like right? Short and uh, extended advice. Yeah, exactly. yeah. right, right, exactly. And, and it's the same thing with Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, it, he make one of my favorite comedies ever, that is old school. Um, yeah, totally to, to old school too, yeah. Yeah, he did, School, he did Road Trip as well. I love that movie. Hilarious. Um, um, I don't love The Hangover as much as other people, but I know a lot of people like it. Hangover sequels is complete trash. But the, first, hangover...
0: yeah, but the first Hangover, I find, is very, so, very overrated, in I, my opinion.
1: I, I, still, I still haven't seen War Dogs. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, um, I, I but,
0: haven't seen that neither. Uh, I really yeah. should, but, but I then, it wasn't really
1: all that neither, but however. Right. Then, when I heard he was doing, when I heard he was doing, um... Joker. I was like, all right. So you have a comedy person doing a about a character who's supposed to be ostensibly trying to be funny and then failing at it, and then you get into the horror of that. Because that's kind of the whole point. of A big part of Joker is him being a failed comedian, right? So right. I want to see what they're going to do with that. And he, in many ways, it's one of these things that he may not be the just generally great director, but he might be perfectly like pitch perfect for this project. That is a big seller, you know. So that might be the situation, and we're not sure. All going on But I heard, I heard Yeah I heard he's, he's pretty good for it
0: Yeah Okay I, Like I'm not expecting him to go All or two All full or two in it You know what I mean This no, is I, the vision of Todd Phillips
1: I'm like No it's like yeah.
0: it's, it's a Joker movie
1: that, That's what it is Right really. Yeah right. But again If the track is like A kind Adam McKay um, Then this could work This could really really work you got Adam McKays Yeah Adam McKay Trans so from Comedy to drama Excellently um, Yes 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 he did right Kind of masterfully Masterfully fancy. Um yeah. so if it, if it's the same, then yeah. You know, it could be the perfect project for him now. So
0: right. we will see. Yeah. Uh one more thing. Uh people already sure. talking about Oscar Buzz. Well, right. I I think this is why they, they go in, um, they having this uh be they, they, they screening this film in different festivals before right. it comes out theatrically so it can just build that Oscar buzz. So right, you know what right. can Felix aside, I mean it could it could happen and I mean It'd be pretty interesting if, well, you know, DC as a whole, or at least Warner Brothers, you know, it in their history has, you know, two Oscar wins, you know, from from actors playing the, the same character, basically. So, who knows, from Heat Ledger winning an Oscar, and then who knows, well, if Joaquin Phoenix win, you know, for the play, the same character, that will be pretty interesting, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but I can't really see this show being nominated for anything else, but then again, I haven't seen any films, so I wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... Moving on to, I, I really don't want to call this bottom of the barrel because I mean, it's based off of, I should say two of my favorite movies of all time. I will, I'll say, yep. the the best action movie ever made, and I stand by that, um, by that statement. Uh, Terminator. So we got the yep. official trailer to Terminator Dark Feet. and I'll just yep. start shame shame my thoughts one time. Um, I would say just uh, right off the bat that this is a fast period, uh, me trailer. Yes, I know. Teaser, if it's a trailer, right? Whatever. But in terms of just what he gave us, it's, it's far superior, in my opinion. Well edited. The music works. It's the familiar theme that we all know and love, but just, right. you know, right. just in a different tone and whatnot. Um, you see some scenes from the behind the scenes stuff. You know what I mean? They, they incorporated well. Um, the, the, but I will admit, though, some of it just seems kind of forced. Some of it seems kind of corny. Um, well, right. I, I should say the dialogue seems kind of corny and. You know, cliched right now. I mean, especially um, Paul Linda Hamilton's Hamilton's, um, you know, dialogue. I mean, right. props to her. Yeah? I mean, I'm glad that she's back. Up. I'm glad that she's doing her thing. But I don't want to knock her for her voice. But, you know, you can't help but, like, giggle every every time she talks. Like, my name is Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah. You so, know, it's so, so, August 29, 1997. Yeah. We right. stop Judgment day. You know what I mean? Right. That smoky voice you know thing. I mean? yeah. And then it, it got For even sure. worse when they had when they had poor when they actually do the I'll be back thing, I was like, Really? Like it was fun the last few times when when they do it, like especially, like to me two the to three, that was that was like the moment where I was like, Alright, you could just get a better you, you, you can actually update this this well, they actually update the, the tagline. Oh sorry, the catchphrase, but they could kinda stop it in uh, when Arnold said, she'll be back. You know I mean? But here, you'll right. here see it, I'll be back was just too forced, in my opinion. Um, yeah. the, it has some cool ideas. I like the fact that, well, according to, you know, Miss Enhanced, you know, um, well, the the, the the chick who's Enhanced, right? Which is an yeah, interesting idea. A... So she's not a cyborg, right? Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, right. That...
1: She, she's, I think, the same character that the guy in 4 was. It's the same thing, I think. Oh, you I mean, mean think
0: that, so. that Sam Wooden didn't know? But... Right. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I need to watch like,
1: Uber yeah.
0: two, D to four because I was under the impression yeah. that Sam Witwer was a cyborg, but he just didn't know that he was. I, I yeah, was know. Know. kind of read it that that way. Now. No, no, he finally well, found out he was. But he didn't. Right, know. right. But in this but case, yeah. well, yeah. the chick here she's um, she's enhanced. So you know, well, you know, um, but yeah. But basically, this idea that she may have changed or altered the future, but not the, not its fate itself. So well, in other like, words, just an obviously. excuse to say that yeah, well, Judgment Day will, will, will inevitably happen anyway, which I remember this right. is what uh, Arnold said in Terminator 3, that, you know, <laughs> Judgment Day is inevitable, you know what I mean? So it's like, all right, right. well, we're back okay, at so it again.
1: Uh, here's the thing. I stopped, I stopped keeping up with the, the timeline on which is what is consistent here because remember she died from cancer in 2, right? Or at least after No, two. in
0: 3, in, in 3, in tree. yeah.
1: That's why she wasn't right. there. Right. Well, after the events of 2 to, be, to go to 3. So somehow she come back with a different timeline, as you say. I don't know you how know, long I,
0: I... I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's between two and three. They haven't really said anything yet, but I am assuming it's between two and three or something happened in five that okay kind of affect what happened between two and three. I don't
1: thing, huh? know. It it weird, it weird. Right. Anything. I kind of don't care. This was like just I just watched this and I don't care. And here's the thing, eh? I I said it before and I say it again. Terminator suffers from um, live action anime adaptation syndrome, right? Where you 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 know, is 10 pounds of shit in a five pound bag. No way. Yeah. You have a bunch of decent ideas, you know, much like how Genesis, Genesis had decent ideas. In it. Genesis was trash. But it, it was. Had, yeah, but it had good, good ideas. And the reason why it was trash is because, yeah, there's no way you could fit all of these ideas in um Yeah, three towers, yeah. You can't do that. You can't do it. It's, so, full stop and my attitude is that look we live in the age of the streaming service just put it on a streaming service give us a 68 episode run and tell the same story and flesh that out and we be these these would be perfectly fine products if, if if they did that but nope they have to put it in theaters and it have to be two hours to fit a whole yeah. chunk of story that no way could fit exactly. i don't know if they're going to do this they probably but the way it is looking they probably will yeah, yeah. I.
0: Um, what else I was going to say bro? Um, seeing Arnold back is like yeah, sure. alright he whatever he's he's here but still why is he there it, it yeah, just feels know. like tacked on like you know we, we can't have really... a movie without yeah. Arnold so why
1: couldn't yeah, you the only person, about, okay so the only person the only person you know, i interested Sarah. in this the only person I'm interested in this is Mackenzie Davis herself she's yes. a big star like, when well, she's up and coming I actually really like her I uh, loved her in Call to Catch Fire um, she was pretty good in, in Blade Runner 2049 um, the was? Little patchy Mm-hmm. Huh? I say she was, she was. Yeah, 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 right. Um, You know, I don't know what, they, what they're going to do with, with the new cast. Um, The guy who, the new Terminator, looks kind of cool. What are they doing yeah, with yeah, that? Yeah.
0: This- I, I, I like his his skill set, where it's not just his hands right. and the bleeds, but if you notice, uh, right, like, bleeds are coming yeah. out of his back and, you know, his body too. Right. It's like really because cool, you yeah.
1: You, you got, uh, to this day, to me, nothing will be as awesome as T1000, but this looking like a kind of something akin to T1000. But not as corny as E.T.X. So we'll see. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, right. Um, so was what I was going to uh, say some, some people still kind of stoked over him being Hispanic. It <laughs> uh, <laughs> is like okay. I okay. Does I, totally I don't even, t- even think they're going to they're to stop the show to explain why because yeah? you know it's not like they they ask why you know the first Terminator was this Caucasian exactly. male but although but I, although in okay. in Terminator lore. Um yeah. in Terminator 3. Yeah. So this was like a deleted scene. Maybe you saw it, maybe right. you didn't. Where like one of the command, yeah. Where the soldier was, where the commanders was right. Arnold, so they base yeah. his, his um face exactly. on that guy Which was right. dope, like, but
1: it's kind of like, oh, okay, that's why, alright yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like it's just it's just some guy like Sky as a sky, not give a shit. Like, I don't really care about that, whoever. Um, as I said, I really want them to say, say, look, the last time to me, the last time Terminator was genuinely good, In terms of Terminator's a franchise was the Sarah Connor Chronicles. That was a good show. It was. Right? It was. Show. Mm-hmm. But, uh, why? And why it was a good show? Because it was a series. They take the pr- And they did take the premise and carry the logic in really great and interesting spaces. Because they, they answer a bunch of questions that people just bring up. Right? Because this time, like apparently, this girl is some important person. And not John uh, Connor. Uh, apparently. apparently, yeah. Right? So and they kind of bring up the classic questions of, well, if, if you keep going back in time and changing shit, then why is that X, Y, and Z so important? They shouldn't be, Right? Because it changes so much shit, and the Star chronicles explain all of that shit really, really well. Explain all of that quite well, and I was like, "All right, cool. There's what you had to do with that." I don't think we're gonna get out to this movie. When I, I listen, mark my words, now. You're gonna open up rotten tomatoes. You're gonna see a thirty-five <laughs> percent. You're gonna open. Up, you're gonna open up Metacritic. You're gonna see a forty-two percent. Like seriously, I expected that. Like if that, if this Terminator higher than 70 percent i'll be really really shocked even higher than 70 percent even higher than 70 percent on on metacritic i'll be so goddamn shocked at after i'll be like what but i actually managed something would yeah uh you know that's the problem is that they don't know where to go with the material but and nothing nothing in this rope and me nothing yeah and i'm sorry nothing. like it, it,
0: it you know for a show about the future and you know there's no feet but what we make. It just feels so dated, man. Like everything about it. it even yeah, right really. down to and even you see in the trailer, how the Terminator enters. The even the action sequences just feel kind of like, like like Genesis, like what Genesis was doing, but just more amped yeah. up and more violent, if you will. But still the same old same. And I, I guess yes. that's what this franchise is like. It it to me, I just gain the sense like it can't get, it can't really progress. It can't really. Get any better than it is, or was? Yeah. I should say. You know I mean, it's just it's yeah. just going to be like that. You know what I mean? I still see this franchise, unfortunately, as something that, that should have died years ago. But hey, James Cameron, that, right? You know the producer, James Cameron returns, right. right? And even he and all, by the way, was saying before yeah. I forget, before he, he, even he and all saying, you know, this 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 could actually open up actually a new trilogy in a way, and yeah. I like, it's. No, we don't, we don't need a new trilogy we, for we, we don't. They tried out 4, know? I know. <laughs> I they try know.
1: That Whatever.
0: Yeah, let's do um, this apocalyptic, you know, 2-0 with 4
1: and nah, that didn't work. Well, the problem, the main problem with 4 is that the whole point of the, the, the battle is that it have to happen in the present. It's no? so, like, nobody wants to really see the war. Like, the war is as interesting as you make it out now. So, yeah. <laughs> like, nobody cares. Yeah, they make the war interesting, in my opinion. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Whatever. Um. Yeah, nothing else to say. I mean, seriously, they, they just, I tell me they just don't get the simple issue. And the simple issue of nothing to do with the writing or the story per se It's just format. Story format is totally ill-fitted to this franchise right now. However, mm. Moving
0: on. Yeah, I see somebody make a joke here on YouTube. Call him T1-1000. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll,
1: remember, I'll remember that joke
0: when I, when I go see this movie, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. which I, I will. So. I will go and see it, despite Excellent. however Excellent.
1: low the or Metacritic score is. I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Oh, yeah, I'll go and see it still, you know, like, it's not like I'll go and see it, but I, I just, it, it, I don't know, this really needs some, like, actual fresh blood now. I don't know what's going on, but whatever. As I say, yeah. simple answer to this, put it on, put it on a streaming service. One of them streaming service Hulu or Amazon and Netflix, one of them. And that's a good six to eight episode run, hour long each, and then it, I think it could tell a solid story if you do something like that. Yeah. If, if they just take Genesis and just do back that in that format, Genesis could work. I don't expect it to be a masterpiece. Nobody's saying that. I just expect it to not be like completely retarded, right? Right, that is right, it. right. That's it.
0: Well, okay. So moving along now to um, well, as we talk about you know platforms and streaming sites, uh, let me talk fully about um, Young Justice Outsiders, man. Um yep. So now that the the full twenty six story you know um season has has wrapped up, yeah, mind just doing like a a very very kind of quick spoiler free um. Synopsis Ooh, of what the season is about.
1: Sure, yes. Yeah, so, all right. So, basically, they they kind of sort of follow up on some shenanigans that was going on. So, the Justice League is not on it. The Justice League proper, um, it's not on it. In fact, I don't think they have been on it for the almost the entire run of the season, um, because it has some some shenanigans going on with um, with meta meta humans. Mm-hmm. So, right, so, meta humans going missing. You show why, and it's unclear why and how. Um, these metahumans apparently is being trafficked off of Earth, and you learn you learn that they learn that almost immediately in the story like hey this person's a human what are they doing here and they kind of have to work out this big mystery and well they, they kind of immediately piece together um, you know the mystery is um, something to do with apocalypse but it's a lot of shenanigans going on with earth as well and you're not sure who doing what and where and they start slowly start to slowly build up the mystery and then with this mystery now because of that, and because of the actions of Luto, who's Secretary of State, I think. In you know
0: the, um, of, well, yeah, he's in, in the
1: UN actually. You're right. He's sec- yeah. I think he's Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's kind of doing a lot of political shenanigans to block the Justice League from actually getting stuff done. So this causes the Justice League to kind of break down, Yeah. Um, at least as a public organization. So what ended up happening. What I call the outsiders end up doing basically like a kind of kinta black ops organization for the justice league and these have certain members and then this leads into well it's, the story kind of starts with one of the the well the three new main characters you can say bringing the storyline uh this is brion um who's mm-hmm. the prince of markovia, um, of, markovia right there's, there's always used this country as a reference point for anytime some foreign shenanigans going on that's always yeah good. yeah yeah. um uh. What's your name, boy, uh we we have a uh, Violet. Violet, right. Oh, oh God, yeah. I was I was trying to remember her other name. Um, um Halo, Halo, Halo. Halo, right. Yeah. Yeah, Halo. Uh yeah. she is another character from Ting. Well, you you learn something about her what's going on there. Yeah. Now, yeah.
0: Well just to stop it for a bit. Um she at first she appears to be this sort of like um this mysterious character of maybe of alien origin. Um but right. then we learn like learning. she she learns about her powers and um, right. eventually no, she there's a relationship that starts with her and um right. and prince Birion. but um right. later on you know she and everybody else learns that she had something to do with something
1: very Im- impactful right. very tragic that happened to right. well no, as that, whole. That, 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 that's in, that's a whole her actual nature itself is really engaging now. so you, turn, you learn you started off with her being um you thought she was just a meta human and you realize right. no no let's right. go much deeper than that and you, you learn it's more you know, space beast. Let us see that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So they, they just they have to deal with a lot of the shenanigans who are going on. Um, you know, things ensue in terms of apocalypse stuff. And Meta, Metatron is in this, I think. And... Um, okay, where's that guy named of the chair? Um, met- Metron, this- Metron. Metron, sorry, you're right. Yeah, he, he had a quick, met- uh, a quick reference in um, Justice League Un- Unlimited in the ending. Um, to see him come back... What oh, that and was sit- him! Yeah, yeah, well, well, it's the same I'll, character, right? I'll, I'll, I'll talk right. about um,
0: well, I'll talk about how they connect. You know, this, this, the stories in this season to to other episodes from other season and other, you know, um, DC Warner Brothers shows in a bit. But yeah, continue. Well,
1: Justice League Unlimited is kind of a, a spiritual sequel of Justice League. Sorry, sorry. Um, young
0: Justice. Justice is a spiritual yes, sequel, um, a spiritual um, sequel it's, to, to, yeah.
1: it's not an actual continuity sequel. It's not actual right. continue, but it's close enough. Like they kind of say, "eh, hey, close enough," kind of thing. But it's not an right. actual continue. But right. it's one of those. Well, it, this would have potentially been those those shows anyway, no, kind of thing. Um. Anyway, guys, about it. Um, This season was. So, to just quick mention, just a quick, quick. My just quick start and point on this. I like this more than season two, but not as much as season one. Guys, I'll see for now, and then we could start.
0: Okay. Um. Well, I'll, I'll I'll jump in. Um. Well, this is 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 all right. So it's interesting how you say you you, you prefer this more than than season two. Um. Yeah. I would say I'm kind of the the reverse of that. But um. Right. I mean, there are some things about um season two invasion that uh, were a bit of a letdown. Well, mainly right. because just the pacing of it, like you're taking and the, the show is about is gonna lead up to this big event and it kind of does, but it just takes a long while to get there. And I was kind of getting that here at a point, right? At a point because I was, right. you know, because of the intro and I was just, well, you know, you see Earth you see Apocalypse. I'm thinking, okay, so Apocalypse is actually going to be this big in, um, integral, you know, aspect of the show. And yep. in a way it is, but it isn't at the same time. And it took me a while to get into it now. Um, to understand really, um, even right now to the title itself, Outsiders. Because first yeah. I tell myself, is it about, you know, is this whole, um, series or at least this whole season going to be about apocalypse and just characters kind of getting entwined in this whole stuff. But actually what it is, it's about characters themselves, old and new kind of, um, being aware of who they are, what their powers are, and, you know, just their 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 place in this world, you know what I mean? And it's just how they deal with it. And you see it with characters from before, you see them, you know, mature and whatnot. There's a lot of, you know, um well the main teams being maturity and growth. You know, really how these characters have changed over the past, I think, couple of years since um Invasion. Um so you see it with Beast Boy, you know, who you've seen from um from season two you know now yep. he's an actor and you know he has a, a girlfriend and you know he's dealing with the whole you know being this this superstar this celebrity basically but at the same time you know he's working for gretchen good a.k.a grant uh, granny goodness and then when he finds out oh well she's at each other of apocalypse and she's doing all this yeah the first stuff behind the scenes you know what i mean now he's trying to deal with that too um they have like different like subplots and um unfortunately just just in, tr- in true um young justice law um fashion not all of them really tie up all that well but i have a feeling they're just leaving them open for you know season four right. which yeah clearly we're gonna get um right. but i wish that it did tie up certain things too especially with um especially with certain characters who could seem like they like they come and they're go gonna and um just on the subject of that because it's 26 episodes and yes clearly there's a lot of time that that that, <laughs> that was uh a lot of time between the you know season two and three it does feel at times like they just kind of taken all the ideas that they that they had like you know culminating for years and just putting it into this one show so it's almost like all right like we just have to show this character and what happened to her this character what happened to him and, you know, it's often to the point where I now have to remember what happened in Invasion, what happened in the Season 1, even as far as, you know, and this might be a, a turn-off for some people who might, you know, who just kind of familiar with these, with these characters through these series themselves. You kind of have to do a little research, where you kind of have to remember your your DC stuff, like the actual comic book stuff. Because um, this show itself, which I, I do like, but for some people it'll be a turn-off, is that they don't stop to hold your hand and tell you, Hey, this is what happened in last season. This is right, why right. this character is so relevant. You kind of have to know right. these characters, and for me, though, okay. because I'm not versed in all things DC, I have to kind of remember, oh, this is what Metron does, and that's what the Mother Box does, I and mean, that's what the fire right, Box right, right. does, and I, sometimes I it can be a little overwhelming for me.
1: You know, I agree with that to a certain extent. It does, it does move. Um, it does move. I won't say it, but it, well, it kind of moves a bit fast in the sense that, oh well, you have to remember this person, who is this, and who's that, and because all the characters grow up to. You kind you're forgetting like oh this supposed to the adult version of this person. Not- oh yeah that to- you kinda had to watch back season two to remember. Yeah like, yeah, all yeah. This- oh, um but I don't really have a big issue with that because, but I'll admit it's because I'm a kind of a fanboy so I, I keep I keep up with the stuff reasonably um well. I know. It was not important <laughs> for me. You're right, I agree with you. Um but I, I wasn't thinking about it, Pussy, so that is why I don't really think. But yeah, I I get where you're coming from with that. Right. But
0: um when I actually realized that it's not really so much about this threat, if you will, of apocalypse, but it's really more of characters kind of, you know, um, growing up and just kind of realizing their place in the world, especially with what goes on in the early episodes involving the Justice League. That's when it's started of click for me. That's what actually makes sense. Why the title outside this makes sense. Um, yeah. And it was even to the point I was just thinking, in general, these, these characters, old and young, are kind of outsiders but you know once again because i know my my dc law and whatnot it's only later on in the second half of these of this um season where you actually do see this outsiders group i was like okay that's what it is i do find that it took they took a little too long to get to that point though but it's 26 episodes i guess but like i don't know i thought that they would actually reach to that moment like probably halfway like at the end of the, the, the first half not Midway into um, um, the second half, in my opinion, because I was liking but, the outside of stuff, I was liking how they incorporated social media and, um, you know, just the idea of, you know, these just doing these uh, I don't want to say odd jobs, but just helping people out wherever they could and using that to, you know, to publicize themselves and really put meta right. in a good light. I was liking that, it was just that it took a while to, for them to get there. Um, and then also, like I say, the subplots, just a lot of subplots, even, and you do see it in the editing. Where sometimes you'll just get invested in one moment and because it's because, you know, DC taking advantage of the of the streaming platform now. It's not your traditional, oh, well, we're just going to have this one story and then we're going to hit commercial, you know what I mean? And then we're going to see what happens next. They usually just kind of cut at a moment and then you'll see something else that's going on in another place involving another character. At times, it would feel like, all right, they bring back this character that was in episode six. Now they come back. Now I'm trying to remember what happened there. So... Yeah, I, I don't see that it's a bad thing in terms of how they structure the story, but at times it could be a little overwhelming a little all over the place though. But I get, right. you know, once again the space of time between two and three, you know, so it's like they just try to get these things off the ground. Um but other than yeah. that though, um I think that uh story wise they really did a great job here. Um I really was impressed by the um by the, the voice acting actually. You know, we yeah. could we could talk for these about you know how flawed the animation is, and yeah, at times you could see a little flaws here in the animation. But voice acting animation. is true. I that that is I to me is one animation's you know strong point. I mean, in my opinion, um, even though it's kind of kind of that feeling. Um, Batman, whoever it is, was played Batman in, um, in this year, right. uh, well, in this season, I was like, eh, not really so much. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, voice acting was great when they had to get to emotional moments because they really do get to. More emotional um, moments in this season here, and it's just really because characters have grown up. You know, what I mean, they they have children, they start the relationships, they getting over relationships. You know, we I mean? they in new territories, doing new things and whatnot. So, yep. you, you, you kind of see how each character, in a way, affected by it. You know, what I mean, and I was yeah, I was I was really invested in uh, a majority of these characters. Um, the, some of the new ones I really did like though, um, like um, Breon, you know Violet. I was like in her story as well too. Um, yeah. I actually like how both of their, their, their story acts wrapped up at the end. I was really impressed by that. Uh, forager, actually one of my favorite characters, just yes. because of that how he talks. Yeah, Voice acted. That, that, that forager, uh, forager. Yeah. Uh, like I love yeah. that, right? I love the idea of him, you know, being cloaked as this human being. Uh, what was his name? Um, Jeff Bugger, I think it was. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. 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 Human yeah. Form, yeah. Yeah. And I do like that the they, they brought back um well some characters from Invasion. Um I forgot the uh the geon um not the geonomes. What is what is it called? The geonomes or something like that. I think they were the um the sort of um creatures that Lex Luthor was was creating in the lab that um that Superboy was a part of. Right, so, right, right. right. Know, yeah, I, yeah, I like that one episode where um they actually have their own little town to stay in yeah, and yeah. They're cloaked. You know what I mean? So human beings will see them as humans. I actually like that. You know what I mean? Uh yeah. that was really cool. So you really do see like their powers and you know their the skill sets and how just being different and having powers kind of affect their lives right. and how they deal with it. So to me, that was like the overall theme of this whole season. Right. Even did though, you mean, deep down inside, mean- I wish that it really did. Uh, have more to do about you know the, the threat of apocalypse basically. So uh, right. ever yeah, so often yeah, you'll yeah. show you apocalypse and dark side and characters like that. Right.
1: right. So the main, the main thing that works is that they are do any bad guys, but they do a kind of internal treachery even amongst the bad guys, which yes, works yes, as well. Yeah, because yeah, what yeah. what two things they did that catch more of guard is that they, they subverted um that famous comic book storyline with Tara. That is um
0: all oh, right um that um so that Teen Titans. titans what is it, yeah, Judas, uh, contract?
1: Right, the Judas Contract? Right, Judas Contract. Yes, yes, I remember that. Mm. And they subverted that. And then they gave Brianna a great arc. With, with, yeah, with, with, yeah, I, what... I loved all the, how
0: his arc ended, though. Although, yes. although um, because once again, these be jumping from subplot to subplot, I wish that we had like an episode more to see his transformation, that's all I'll say. Like, I find that kind of rushed it from the... Well, basically, the, in, the, in the season finale, that's where you saw his his transformation and then his arc ends you now but i thought that they could have led up to it a little bit um better in my opinion you know because I mean? right. it just it just kind of comes out of left field like you know it's going to happen you know because of his attitude but it just kind of happens like
1: like a split second like oh well this is right. a decision. I make I, I it. Thought, boom i do this right no yeah i thought it made sense to me in terms of like who you know exactly it made sense to me in, in the ultimate in the end point now um but yeah, I get where you're coming from. It feels kinda of out of the out of the blue. But yeah, it's more to do with the editing rather than the actual characterization per se.
0: Okay. Um, I was more focusing on his relationship with um with Violet and how right. that was kinda, you know, um, you know, on again and off again because of how distant, emotionally distant she was from him now. So I was more invested in that. I was really thinking about well, he has to return to Marcovia to stop his uncle for, you know, doing whatever, right? So
1: you're right, you're right. Yeah, and I, 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 but I, I thought that was good. Um, stuff with, with Superboy in the ending and, and Superman, Superboy, and Lex at the ending, I liked. The yeah, Hitch, the Sh- yeah, too. Yeah, I thought that was good. Um, the actual action, I thought I was expecting a bigger action ending, big blow to the ending, but no, they, I get what it was going for, um, especially with, with what they did with Brienne at the ending. It's like, oh, okay, all right. This is, this is a better finale and it, it leads into the next season quite well. Um, mm-hmm. So more than likely, we will going get a big, big time jump like, like what they did from 1 to 2. um, And 2 to 3 with this. We just get right. a decent enough team. So before you get that, dumb question, right? So not to spoil what happens at
0: the very end, right? But um, because I'm not versing in DC. Is it that characters that we know already in this show? Are they going to kind of shift towards that community or that group, if you will? Is that what's going to happen? Or is, this, no, or, does... or is it like a new set of heroes going to come in now?
1: Well, no, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with it. Um, okay. or what are they gonna do? I just, I just think it was a great place just to, to end off now. Like, okay, this public, no, that not public anymore. They kind of have to drop it. oh, the character that we forgot, I forgot to mention, who had a uh, also really really good arc, uh, Black Lightning. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I loved
0: how it wrapped do. Um, in in uh, in my opinion. And just see yeah. the dilemma that he was going through, him feeling betrayed by Justice Lee because of their mm-hmm. their actions. So it's like he left, uh, he he coined the phrase um Batman Inc. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah Batman yeah. and the others want to do their own things like, nah, screw that, right. you know what I mean? Um but I, I actually felt sorry for him in certain moments though. Uh well say he 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 is betrayed, you know. What I mean? And when it's yeah. revealed, not... even though it's in a very large um info dub, <laughs> I was like, Jeez, right. boy, like I really felt it for him, boy.
1: Yeah. And, and speaking of that, speaking of that, yeah, they, you, well, speaking of the way you're complaining about with the editing, that felt a bit rushed, too. Because the girl, the girl who he was with, she's a scamp. And I thought that was a bit rushed as well. I was like, oh, and then Black you yeah. just kind of go one time. And when you see him go back with your family at the end, then, so you see the two daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, whatever. Um, They gave a, little, a couple side things that I thought would have had a payoff, and they didn't have a payoff. So um, I forget the character. This, this girl, Wasp. This girl yes, yes. In it.
0: Yeah, she
1: had a, um, had a, yeah. Yeah. She had a. She had a. She she had her own
0: well episode, if you will, right? Which right. of course is always always have always punctuated by other subplots going on. But um, that story itself, I I, I thought was great. Um, yeah. Even the dilemma, the moral dilemma that's left afterwards. Though, but that in itself, I thought that they would explore a little bit more. But I guess in with the new season, with the upcoming season, they're gonna touch on that because they kind of have to. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Um. Oh big revelation. I, I a little although that kinda of quick sighting and people was pissed off at it. I, I um I had it ah, spoiled yes. for bring me. It, yeah, bring it up, bring it up. Yeah, I, I had it spoiled for me too, because I, I, yeah. I, I was
0: I kinda was late. No, I was um I didn't I didn't get to that episode. So one of my friends actually right. sent my picture that WhatsApp. I was like, Okay right. yeah, that happened.
1: All right. Right. Uh uh well Aquaman, right? Um apparently his character's gay. And it was just a quick thing. So then yeah. make a big deal of it, but apparently yes. he's gay, you now. So, like, okay, yeah. so some some
0: people true. some people assume when he's he's bisexual, you know? What I mean? Right. maybe well. he may have feelings for that. Well, there is a new aquatic character that shows up. So right, I, I, thought, I, I, I thought he did for that song, somehow. That. But um, all right. So I, I, I a little gripe, just a little gripe I had. Right. So in the second half of this season, like. It's almost like they were running out of, uh, like, do you realize that the budget was, uh, like, the money was doing there.
1: So yeah, they do, yeah. like,
0: like this montage stuff, like, in about two, three episodes. And in that scene, uh, like, you just see this montage. So it's just this one moment where this kind of happens in, like, about a few seconds and they move on. And then you're like, yeah. okay. But then in the next episode, they actually introduce that character. And to me, when I saw it... Uh, I, I had to I had to Google it. I had to find out who this character was. And then they tell me, right. oh, it's a character that was from season one. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. I, I remember I remember Aquaman when he was Aqualad having some friend of his. But that was when right. he was with his gill and he left the gill to go to the surface wilderness. So right, right, I right. was trying to remember if it was him, but no, that guy was trying to get the gills. So I was like, who's this fella? So I read up I was like, okay, well, all right, you know what I mean? So once again, yeah. it really just relies on you just knowing the entire world of Young Justice. So even the, the problem is so it, just, it, just, it goes beyond the cartoon. You know, you have to right. remember Justice League Unlimited, especially when they brought in Metron and, you know, the whole, well, you know, the whole father box, mother box science, yes. the anti-life equation, which, if I'm not mistaken, was what Lex was after for in, in, Justice Unlimited. I could be wrong. That
1: yes, that's right, what he got right, to the right. stockpile. Yeah, it,
0: it, I, I like the like, stuff that was in the comics themselves, like with the
1: New Gods. I'm like, yeah, exactly. This is no, I, a I lot, thought a lot. <laughs> I thought I thought what they did with it in this is a, such a great explanation for it. Like it, it, it is, was, it? yeah. In in the comics and even in the comics and it was never explained particularly well. And I thought it was just a dumb, like thing. And I thought that's where we was going with it in the ending. That, I thought that would be the big blowout for Nalina. You know? Um, right. But no, they subverted that as well. Um, okay. Because, but they got they, they subverted, um Julius contract. They subverted that, and that was a big story. That was like a huge, huge story. And I thought we was going to get that as the finalina. Um, no, we they subverted that as well, and they just kind of boiled it back down to just you know Makovia and you know what going on the brew And I was like, oh, but that worked. That actually worked as under good Then not bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And um, this last thing I'll see before I get to read it, it's um. It's it does show like the show itself really does show um, a lot of growth, a lot of maturity as well. It's not yes. too in your face, but um, right. it's it, it could be a little it could feel a little edgy at times, especially like with um, like character you know, dialogue and you know, just stuff that's said and you know, things that happen. And that's that's all you'll see. Um, but I right. to me, I see it, I think it works for the most part, not all the time, but for the worst, uh, for the most part because yeah, I mean, yeah. The fans themselves have grown since what the 2000s when season two came out. So, and you know, if you've been following WB and uh, Warner well, Brothers animation, especially in movies, you know that they 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 they're they going for a little kind of edginess when it comes to their content. It's not just for kids anymore, it's more PG 13, right. you know, TV 14 PG kind of vibe now. And that's what they're going right. for here with the with show here. So, you know, what I mean, if you're like this is the, the TV Y7. You know, justice as um, young justice that you know, this is more TV fourteen, TV PG kind of vibe, you know what I mean? And I, 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 welcome that. It's just that, I for me, I just think they had to be a little careful with it, though. Don't, do be, do do tread it. do before they get to the point of just being all edge load with it, you know what I mean? So, right. just had to be a little bit more, uh, uh, just smarter with it. That, that's all I'll do. Just a little smart, a little bit more subtle with it, and yeah, i i I'll be, I'll be okay with it. I'll be fine with that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, this, as I said, I, I did prefer the season to second season. Um, but I, I get the problems with it. And it's mostly a lot of like you could tell it have a lot of like it had some budgety project mostly like budget problems and little. So you saw it in the, in the actual production, but I yeah. I, I was really sorry for what it was. And it, again, it had you going one way. It didn't tr- it didn't like truly try to subvert it in any big big way. But I like what it did with it in terms of the the, the situation in terms of the subversion. They subverts Judas' contract and, um, and the anti-life stuff. And I like that, what it was. And ultimately, I, I was satisfied with this this finale. Um, yeah. 8 out of 10. Um, 8 out of 10 is my, my rating. I, I thought it was okay. I loved it for what it was. Again, preferred it to season two. Um, but not as awesome as season one. Season one is still like a masterpiece season, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it, it is. It, I, it still yeah, is, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I, still, I still really, really liked where they, where they went with this. And, and where it hopefully will be going in the future. On, yeah, you know um,
0: right. right. Well well heading on the head there because yeah, well, you know, the way how this series played out, you know, despite its flaws. Have me really excited, actually more optimistic, actually for yeah. you know, for the for the new season. Well, yeah, actually more optimistic than, than anything else. You know what I mean? They're like, oh well, okay, we're gonna lead to something darker, you know, dreary. You know what I mean? Uh, right. This is just in part to uh, you, know, you know the 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 smart, you know, slightly mature approach it storyteller They're like, yeah, characters grow up and you know having families and whatnot. Uh, even uh, you know you see even reflected to the to the end credits, you know, with the really warm, sort of pleasant. Not even warm, but just this calm, sort of pleasant take on the theme song that we know. I actually love that, though. Um, I took my while because what if all the episodes were going to do this, or if, like, in the second half, it would actually get more intense, the music now that plays at the end. But actually, no, is that same sort of peaceful, you know, music that, that plays short now. I love that. It just really shows sort of growth now. I mean, and that to me is what I took all, the most out of this. So, rated-wise, um... Decent trade out for the five man. Um, it's not the the best, you know, season in my opinion, but it still worked for me, and it left me really intrigued to see where, where they go next. And you know, props to One Animation for just continuing the story, you know what I mean, and just expanding this world So we, you know, right. I, I just really can't wait to see where you know the, the lives of these characters go. You know what I mean? So really excited for that. Yeah. Last thing last sticking with Tarantino for a bit. Once upon a time in Hollywood, which is yes. the night film from Tarantino and um, which I will get into the uh with my thoughts on the film. Uh rumoured to be his last film. But I I, what? I remember when I heard that the first time I was let down because like I told no, no. that he was gonna do ten films.
1: Is it he's still doing the Star Trek?
0: Well that's the thing. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Cause uh well, okay, so I may have kind of paraphrase it wrong right but I was under the impression that uh, I think that he, he just was kind of kind of getting into the mode of alright I think I don't really have any other story I could tell maybe I, could, I should kind of wrap things up and whatnot. so maybe this might be the last one maybe not you know what I mean and he kept hinting that the, the last film that he will do will be more kind of epilogish like this is going to be you know the last time we're ever going to see a Tarantino film so it's that, that sort of feeling there but uh, yeah, I always thought that there was going to be that R rated Star Trek movie. Even before that, even before that, announcement came out, I was under the impression that he was going to do cause he never he never did a sci-fi film, he never did a horror film. So I thought he was gonna do right. like a like a, a sci-fi horror film and just endings right. off there. You know I mean, because he has pretty much dipped his hands in a lot of genres. Um and one in particular which comes up in this movie again is the Western, you know what I mean? It seems yep. that it's just this thing about revitalizing the Western, and that's one thing that I picked up in this show here, which I didn't expect, but it uh, I picked up on it. Uh, but yeah, this, like I said, is the, is the ninth film from Tarantino. So this film does not have any uh, connection with the with the Weinsteins anymore. So it's Sony now, you know, Sony and Columbia, no Weinsteins involved, like uh, with Heat, film There's other films, right. so hallelujah. Yeah. Um, And this last thing I'll say before before, uh, you give a spoiler-free synopsis on it. The idea behind it, I wasn't really sure what to make of it at first because he was saying that it was going to be about uh, the Manson murders in 1969. So I was wondering if it was going to be about Charles Manson and all that, uh, uh, if it was going to be solely about that. But then later on, he, he, he said it was going to be about, you know, just... 1969 itself And right? you know Just these These two guys These two actors Tried to survive In that But I was trying to, I was right. Even going into this film I was wondering Okay what is the connection Or how is he going to tie it Or connect it to You know The Manson murders uh, yep. What is What is going to be The outcome of this And we'll, we'll talk about The outcome Of the show in a bit Right But uh, Ricardo What is What's for time In Hollywood about
1: Alright so Leonardo DiCaprio Plays Rick Stoughton Dalton? Yeah, yeah. Rick, 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 Dal- Rick Dalton. Yeah, Rick Dalton, this aging Western star who's trying to break into bigger movies. You know, he's, he's big in the 50s and then now, you know, in the, what, early 70s, late, 70s, late 60s. Well, well late, late, late 60s, late 60s. Late, yeah, late 60s. He, um, no, 70s, it was already 70s, eh? his story, right? No,
0: no, well, no, it, it, it doesn't ever move to, to 1970. It always, right, it, it, sorry. the whole story set in 1969, actually. Right. Which I will also uh, bring
1: up too in my in my thoughts on the film, but continue. Right. So he um he kinda wanted to get in the career, kinda not getting too fast. He's starting to, you know, be a problem. It's started to become a problem for his career. Um Al Pacino <laughs> explains to him why that's the case, which I liked. And yeah. um, uh, he's he a,
0: he's the- a producer who considers yeah. that he does spaghetti westerns. And uh, right. uh Rick is like, no, I can't do that. That's like the lowest of the low. I, I don't right. like spaghetti westerns, they're too violent, right. and blah blah blah.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. And then, so Leo plays this, yeah, plays this Asian star. kind of a little neurotic, they kind have of little issues, they did a did little stuff we got. Uh then so he also is is the guy who's a stunt man and general handyman and friend. Uh um, yeah, I'm his forgetting.
0: name is Cliff Boot. Cliff Boot, right? Cliff Boot
1: yeah. played by um by Brad Pitt. He... It's his thing. He kind of living in this, This what a trailer effectively. <laughs> yeah, he
0: lives, uh, he lives in a trailer. He just kind of right, doing and, what he wants right now.
1: Right. He doesn't really have uh, anything to look forward to it. as far as life goes. Right. You know. he, he, it's implied that he loses a lot of money. He was rich at one point, maybe, and then he lost a lot of money, but it's an, it's, ex, it's explained why that might be the case. And uh, he kind of don't in his way, but he just this general alpha male badass type, right? Yeah. And he has a dog. <laughs> which yes, he does. Becomes very relevant later. <laughs> uh huh. <And>, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and then he, what happens is that he kind of picks up a pattern with some hippies hanging around the area. And then the story goes into that. It just builds these characters and just their life throughout the late 1960s. And just as Tarantino's take on Hollywood. His specifics of life, and then we get into the life of also Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. Yeah, but more, but more emphasis on, well, Tate.
0: more or less emphasis I should say on um, on Sharon Tate, who is played by uh, Margot Robbie. Uh, right. And if you're familiar with your, with your American history, no, this is not a right. spoiler. Sharon uh, Tate right. was one of the victims of the Manson Family murders. You know what I mean? She right. was brutally stabbed right.
1: to death, actually. Yeah. Yeah, while yeah. pregnant. What, yeah, uh, while pregnant, which is right. really messed up, yeah. Right. So the story does decides to go with that thing, with that story, and then they don't. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, before we go through, I don't know if I, I want to address this now or later, but I, I'm going address it now. When I, okay, so I had this movie spoiled for me before, um, I had this movie spoiled for me, so I, I knew what was the ending, right? Right. It wasn't a big, big spoiler because it was sp- in the sense that even though I did know what the ending was, I just wanted to see it executed. You know, it's a, it's a how, not a what kind of film, right? right? right, right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't... I still enjoy the movie just as much as a, I think I would enjoy the movie just as much. It wasn't that big of a twist, right? So I was no. like, okay, I, I get why Tarantino would do that with the ending. However, where the movie comes across kind of strange is that you're wondering... If the movies are kind of subtle defense of Roman Polanski. Huh. Yes. Because when I I heard... never thought of that, though. Go on. Who is that little girl that was in the movie with with, with that fella? Who is she supposed to be exactly?
0: Oh, you mean... All right, so there's a scene um, in the set of the show that um, that Rick is guest starring in. And there's this little girl that that they have a scene together, which is good. Right. Um, I assumed... I, I really need to do my, my research Because yes, some characters in this movie Here are based off of real life actors yes. Real life people, right? right? So right. I just assumed that she was just a just a Girl that was in the movie I didn't know if she was real or not If she was, actu- if she was I, a real person that. Head, I
1: doubt she was I, In my head, I always had you Now the timeline might be a little off Because the character I mentioned She was 8, eight years old Yeah, she was 8 uh, mm-hmm. And well, the big thing about Roman Kowalski is that it's less well, not, not as much. Because It was nineteen sixty nine, right? Yeah. It was yes, he yeah. He, um, oh, you you know, know, what I, the
0: allegations with the well, I the, think, pedophilia the same kind same of deal. thing, right?
1: It's the same guild, yeah, remember, Roman? But, but uh, that
0: was if 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 Muberry suits were right. Uh, that whole pedophile thing was in the seventies, though, like early seventies. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying it was,
1: was off. Right. Like she was eight. But it was in the 70s, but he was, he was only a court, he was only accused in the sem- by 77. So it could be she was 13 at the time. If was she 13 at the time, that means by at least 1974, he could have done what he did. That's what I understand, right? He was caught by 19, 1977. So I don't know if it, that is the case now. Um, but whatever. All right. Um, well, I, well I, let me I, let me
0: just actually look up the the, the characters' name. Right, the, the characters' name is Trudy Frasier. Right. Uh, I forgot the actress who who plays her. That's
1: but, the point. We but, never learn what the but, actress. However, needs however,
0: to, however, sorry to cut name. However, uh, just like with Leo and Brad's characters, they are based that's off true. of real life characters. Because, uh, well, I didn't do this till after the fact, but Leo Leo's character is based off of uh, of Boot and no, the, I uh, get that. the stuff I, I based get... off of both stuck by
1: that. I got the sense that everybody in this was real except for Brad and um Leo, Right? Oh, okay, okay, the, okay. They were the only two insert characters, and that, and that's the only thing that makes this universe traject the trajectory goes different, right? Right, okay. Uh, and so I gotta just come like a defense of Roman Polanski because basically the implication is that well, if this didn't happen to Roman Polanski, he would to do that, and then he would not be the infamous case that he is now. That's how it come across. Oh, I see, I see, Dice. I see. Like it's a subtle defense of Roman Polanski, and on top of that, now Roman Polanski just come out as a movie about being accused, and you know it's about a response to the whole Me Too movement kind of thing. Because Roman Polanski was like one of the big people for that long time, now. since right. since um you know since since time immemorial and, and, and even since the pianist and whatnot, right? Yeah. And that drama was keep that drama is a perennial drama in, in, in Hollywood. And with this movie, I get a feeling and I would not be surprised if you hear something, piece or two, saying that this defending there's a secret defense of Roman Polanski, especially with the ending there, what they do with the ending. Right. Right? Whoever, I just my take on that. I, I, I just get that off my chest before I start the actual review.
0: Okay. Um, but 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 get get to the review or what you or what the, hey your thoughts of the movie, um, and then I'll I, jump into my I, movie I, theories I, of-
1: yeah, no, I, I really like this a lot. Um um, mostly because of how strong of a character piece this is. Um, it is, you know, it is. Rick Bolton yeah. is, is, not only he's played brilliantly, I thought he was played absolutely brilliantly by Leo, because it was yeah, really, it, it was, a, you know, I want to make an Inception joke, it was exception. In fact, his performance, <laughs> his performance was exceptional. if I'm going to make that corny-ass joke um, there. It, it was so good. Like, he was, he was playing all the neuroses of this figure, and then he's playing, acting, acting and then acting as if he acting and then when he meltdown, that's such a great scene. Well, that meltdown
0: scene had me cracking up, though.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was so good. That was such a great scene. And then, then when he actually had, had to play the role itself and that was a good scene, too. It's like, but yeah. it's, still like, it's a fake role now. Yeah, like, but yeah. You, I was,
0: I was, I oh, love this about yeah. the movie, too. Sorry to cut you there. I love this about yeah. the movie where it's actors that you know, you know, playing actors and, you know, it's yeah. just always kind of going in and out. Like, we act, yeah. them, but then, you know, Behind the scenes of that, and when the cap- when the director yells "cut," you know, I mean, there's always a kind of a, a sort of a weird, meta take on acting yeah. and actors themselves. Yeah. I love that. Yeah,
1: right. And the, but the only thing I was a little off is I find the camera. I don't know why they decided to go with a modern camera look with some of the shots. Um, I thought they would have go with the classic look, but whatever. That's just more like or a more
0: it, be, it can look more more retro.
1: Yeah, exactly. I thought we'd have gotten that, but we didn't really get that. And then, but then, but not matter. And then the Brad Pitt's character was solid, but I didn't like him as much as Leo because Leo was just so well developed. Like he
0: yeah,
1: really was. Yeah, yeah. Um really to, 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 me, it,
0: yeah, to me, it felt like like Brad was being um uh, outsider or at least overshadowed. Yeah, like exactly. yeah. no, I Leo. guess is the point because he is Leo. well, he's a lowly stunt
1: man, nobody cares exactly. about stunt man, right? So, exactly. so I like exactly No, but I, I find Leo was just so good in this because he's such he's such a, a basket case now. Like, yeah. he, he just so soft and can't do anything. <laughs> and he just, like... And then on top of that, he's winding down in his career now. So, he's had to melt down now. Like, especially that little scene with the book. And the book is about Tina, which I liked. <laughs> was, I really feel Yeah, yeah. The he's up, though. Like, him, it's,
0: no. like, 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 really it's funny. Heart. Like, that's the thing I love about his character. Like, you... You you feel sorry for him but at the same time. You just kind of want to laugh at him. Because you just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, 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 a lovable loser, in a sense, though. But someone right. who... You think because of his position Should kind of know better though, But that's the unfortunate right. thing about it. That. That's what I, I love about this film Where it's like yeah. They just really try to Keep their career Their lives afloat But They don't yeah. know what's going to happen You know what I mean So they just do right. what they can do And it's unfortunate And
1: then you know? what, did, what did it do with Bradford's character I like Because they had this weird history With him And the wife You know yeah, going on?
0: they hinted But they never Well I, I'm glad that they kept it open And they knew uh, Where you uh, kind of Had to uh, assume things but uh, right. I wish, though, just personally That they could have uh, came back to like, oh, this Really is what happened, and this yeah. is why No, but people... see,
1: that's why, that's why it kind of Worked, because again, it, this is That kind of defense of people being accused Of things, right? Ah, okay, okay, I, I that, got you, I got you saw that. That's why yeah. So it's like, uh, a lot of this In the script, though, they have a lot of that in the script And you can see it, it kind of relevant to today And uh, here's the thing Poland he himself right now has a film About being accused of something, eh Um out in, right, I think it's some, some one of them festivals or something like that. I don't know if it's or one of those. Right. So, it have a whole piece of drama coming up. Like, you know, again, the feel like it have a kind of weird blowback against the Me Too movement, trying to build up now. Right? And, you know, Dave Chappelle just come out with he and you know all of that shit now.
0: Yeah, yeah, basic uh, controversy, quote quote, with that there. Right,
1: right. And so, you know, it, again, that's why I get it, again, that vibe with this stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, Leo really worked. Um, everybody else was good in this. Um, yeah, well, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to
0: talk, talk about Margot Robbie in right. a second Margot Robbie
1: I thought was good But because she didn't really have that much lines And again in the grand scheme of things It kind of doesn't matter um, Because of what they decide to go with I was like okay I kind of get why they decide to do Because I thought she would have like a big meaty role And she didn't It's like oh no just this is how she just How her life played out And I like what they Um, All the little side roles was kind of weak like the other guy who was playing um shit boy
0: uh Steve McQueen.
1: Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, I was I like, really? Like
0: yeah, was... <laughs> and I, I I thought like, you know, it would have been such a stand moment No, You would have seen a little bit more
1: of him. It's just for him to just deliver just a yeah, piece it's of a line. Just a piece of dialogue, it yeah, has it. The problem is that if he don't look anything like Steve McQueen. Nope. So I don't know who these people who like I don't know who this for. Because like nobody now know barely knows Steve McQueen is. As an actor, like which I is, okay, it's I
0: not actually, which is very sad exactly.
1: No, but I, I exactly, but I'm, I'm like because I'm a, I'm a film buff. I kind of know who Steve McQueen is, but I find they should I make a, a better effort of making the guy look like Steve McQueen or make make him actually look like Steve McQueen. So you say, okay, that's Steve McQueen. Like what they did with Bruce Lee, which was yeah. great. Oh, well, by the way, that
0: because that guy, his name is Mike Mo, who plays Bruce Lee. Yeah, brilliant, he it. brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. By my opinion. At, at a I point know, in time, what, though, at a point in time, though, I was wondering, and you know, when I was thinking about the show in my head. Like, was there a need for Bruce Lee to be in this? But no, uh, okay. that's just because but, of the compare and contrast that you do with Cliff's character. But like, right. I was thinking about it from a target perspective. Was like, well, you know, this actually makes sense because, well, you know, slight nerdy stuff. Uh, when Bruce was, you know, getting big and whatnot, I remember being in a, a movie. Well, uh, adaptation of a uh for the Marlow novel. They call it Marlowe. Um, Bruce right. Lee had an appearance in that film, and also, while well, right. he was in the Green Hornet series, which actually isn't right. half bad if you're into yes, the whole, you know, out of West Batman, Batman vibe. Batman, you know?
1: right. right. I know, um, the scene, I, I thought the scene was kind of weak, frankly. Like, I, I get why people are complaining about it, because it wasn't just to make Bruce Lee look weak, which I it, it, get what it was trying to go for, but I thought the scene could have built up a little better. Um, it felt like I would
0: agree as well. I, it, I, yeah. I wanted a little bit more out of it now. And I understand right. you know, it's like, well, Bruce is not an asshole, blah, 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 blah. But right. I can mean the argument that, you know, he, he did kind of transition into the Bruce Lee that we know and love now, you know what exactly. I mean? But that's why the I point it exactly. time you know, I was cocky, you know I thought he was, yeah. the, I was the shit, you, know, you know what I mean? So, yeah.
1: Exactly, it's the Lee Bruce Lee. It's young Bruce Lee. But exactly. what, what yeah. here's the thing. What was interesting about that is that, like, they remember they did a part where they show Bruce Lee training Margo, training Tate. Yeah, right, right. That was a big conspiracy at the time, you know. That that oh people, really? You're right. The conspiracy was that um we call him um, Roman Polanski. I think even Roman Polanski was was part of. Well, well, you're so familiar with it. He a lot. Of people, I don't know if Roman Polanski spread it or, or whoever thing, but a lot of people thought Bruce Lee was the murderer of Sharon Oh. I did I not did know I, that. Yeah, that was right. the thing. Like, I think Roman yeah. Pantz, he thought Bruce Lee killed his wife because it was so, you find it was so explicitly done and, you know, this was before they got caught, you now, the, the, the Tate family, well, call, call them the, the, Manson the, the Manson family. The, people. the Manson family, yeah. Right. Before they got caught, that was a big problem. They got caught, like, a little later now. Um, up, up, at one point, they thought that Bruce that Bruce Lee was kind of like, uh, it was unclear, but they thought Bruce Lee was, was the murderer of the Sharon State now. I'm sorry, Sharon Tate now. Right. Um, so that was a whole thing by itself, so I, I get why he was relevant and then they made a whole thing, but then they didn't really go forward with it because of the story, because of the of the story, and what they decided to do with it. Um, the movie was going great, and then they decided to have this last 15 minutes of this insane action sequence. Yep, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I was, well, on, on the one
0: hand, I was cracking up at it, but at the same time, I was like, all right, this is this is a little too much.
2: It I, 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 get
1: it, it, I get to it, it but it's it still, well, <laughs> it was at the end with it, eh? but it was funny as hell and I thought it worked it, um, was, it was but it was but so I, so authentic
0: Tarantino which was, I will talk exactly. about when I get to my review my talk right. score
1: and i um i, I you know i, I just I, I do i got i got what Tarantino was doing for what what it was trying to do the idea was look if this thing didn't happen then hollywood would have would have kept it in a sense kind of thing like, because yes, that was a yep, that's that what that that real break a lot of people for Hollywood, like, way everything changed after that. And I get what Tarantino's going for with with, with Descendant. I like it. Um, I, I get what he's going for, and it's a movie I ultimately find myself defending. Um, I it get why weird. some people, I get why people would, def, why, why people have have issues with it. I get yeah, all um, the issues. I, 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 I get
0: too because, um, like, I was watching reviews of it, and you know, some people were. You know, we're taken aback by certain aspects of it I was like, yeah, I understand But that's right. not really what the show is about But I understand the, the criticism this movie has
1: Right And ultimately, I, I, I can't be mad at this um, For what it is I, I think it's a really good movie I don't think it's his best or anything like that But it's, it's pretty good um, Yeah and I, Yeah, I, I just, just enjoy it for what it. Is. So I don't know, that's good rating, I'll just give it a very, 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 very high movie tone. Um, nice, nice, nice. Um, I just, I, everything was just so meticulous in terms of the world building. You really get a sense of old Hollywood. Um, you know, the stuff, with the, uh, the stuff on the ranch was a good scene. I thought oh, that was great. But yeah, they used to shoot on ranches a lot. Um, yeah. uh, they just did that whole, you know, it's just a real good, nice, big meta commentary on Hollywood and, his, and the history of that. And that's ultimately a nice story that would just end up being a nice story, the ending, um, about it. So that is just right.
0: Okay, okay. Uh uh great well, great great review, right? So now to get to um fanboy time, right? Fanboy time. Da-da-da-da-da. Right. So going into this, I would admit, right, so this out of the way one time, no, this is not his, his best work. But okay. I honestly think that he wasn't that like that wasn't his aim. Like he wasn't trying to top um, any of his previous films, I I don't think this was the idea. Um, so for me to, to for, for for me how I how I took this film, you have to kind of understand Tarantino himself, where he is right now, what he what he what he did before, and where he is at you know in terms of his career. Now, you know, make like, remember what I said earlier, where there was rumor that this was going to be his final film, even though he right. was going to do the whole Star Trek thing, right? And I still believe that, you know, Taranty is gonna hold on to his word. He's gonna give us one more film and then he's gonna just retire and probably like I think that he will do this do this for like Heatfully, for example, adapt his, you know, films into plays and, you know, write books and really push more distribution of, you know, just upscale films and I mean just classic films and whatnot, right? that I, I see that um in his future. So, you know what I mean, like The way how I see this movie here is just about himself, just about Tarantino and just the stuff that he loves, but more him kind of being a little little critical, a little bit more self aware. Like, all right, people know me for doing this. People know me for, you know, the the, the throwbacks and whatnot. But personally, is this going to be, is this it? Like, is this all I'm going to do? You know what I mean? Is this where my career is, what my career is, is is? um, and what it's going to be. Period. I I see that in this movie, you know, Um, from the way, from just the, the loving, because this is just like a love letter, basically to to yeah. nine, to just the sixties. You know, not, not just nine sixty nine when the film was uh, was based in right. Um. And just so much detail, you know what I mean? And right down to, you know, the, the the radio itself, you know, we just I mean? characters just driving in cars, just listening to this WF something right. FM radio, you know, we yeah, just hear yeah, all that is, these hits, right? right? That
1: excuse, is that excuse to bring all these, these classic songs into the yes. soundtrack? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, soundtrack kind of knocks. Actually, actually, script, yeah, yeah, soundtrack. great.
0: Um, it's gonna probably just, like, you know, just the, the younger heads who. Probably want to hear A hundred black coffins Will just get turned off by it Because it's just pure Unalterated You know Sixties Classic hits A majority of which I do even know eh? But yeah I was just listening I was like I- I'm getting this I'm feeling this And it gets even better though When you hear In these old commercials Boy you know what I mean They even yeah. do it there, In the end It's uh, You hear a particular ad That's based on a particular show That was making the sixties That's all I yeah. will say When you hear it You'll be like Oh shit Wow okay right So yeah So how I interpret the film is like him just trying to recapture that moment. Right. Um, not seeing that he would have been aware of everything that went on in the sixties, of course not. Right. But this was an era that he loved. Right. Um, even though more mainly he grew up in the seventies, you know, just how this, his trajectory mm-hmm. you know, in, in terms of his love for film was really in the seventies, but you know, he has a, he has a soft spot for the sixties, right. For obvious reasons. Right. So I got that. You yep. know, I mean, tribute tribute there. Um, And, you know, just the film itself was really more of a slice of life kind of thing, which caught me by surprise, too, because I thought that the film was going to have, like, an actual narrative. Because I went in... and Sorry, because even with the trailers themselves, I really wasn't sure what this show was going to be about, you know what I mean? So I just kind of went to, like, all right, well... It's a Tarantino movie. I'm going to go in as blind as I can. Let me see where this is going. And I'll admit there were moments where I was kind of wondering... Where the story is going. Is this going to connect eventually. To the Manson murders right. Um, especially in the second act. Where you know right. a lot of criticism was drawn from you know what I mean. mainly not knowing where the story is going to be. I would admit I kind of fell into that a bit. But I was trusting Tarantino's vision right. I was trusting it. And. What I got from it though, and I actually appreciate this, I think this is actually brave on his part, is that it doesn't really follow a traditional narrative though. Um yeah. it does kind of remind me a like um, you know, stuff like say Easy Rider, you know, which also does not follow a traditional narrative. It just feels like characters just going place to place looking for something, you know, like like they say in the in the um tagline. They're looking for America but they can't find it, right? So I got that kind of vibe with this movie here where it's like, you know, these these two, these two characters trying to please trying to be relevant well at least in 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 um in leo's case well rick yep. he's just trying to trying to keep his career well re- he's trying to keep his career afloat then i mean he, he wants people to remember him but it's like well dude nobody cares There, it's just so funny that you know it just takes our parents in one or two shows you know what I mean for him to actually decide, hey maybe i should give this spaghetti thing a look right and you know, if you know your history, you know, you'll you you'll will recognize that with with people with actors, sorry, American actors like Clint Eastwood and um, yep. and Levan Van Cleef. Yeah, they were big somewhat in the sixties, but you know, at a point in time they did go to Italy and did these um these spaghetti westerns. I also like how meticulous it was in, in terms of showing just how just in it be little glimpses, how you know, just the the style of how these films were shot, how they were made. Um even this funny moment involving, you know, uh, post-production, um, the dialogue, now, How you know, like uh, how the English, how the American actors would speak English, but yeah. everybody else yeah, had to kind of dub over in English, English, 'cause they talking so Everybody talking Italian yeah. except you. You know, we I love how they touch that. It was a little too self-indulgent at times. Where it's like, all right, well, yeah. I, I know, I know this is common knowledge, right? Especially if you know these these genres. But he had to kind of stop the show to show he, okay, well, this is how the post-production thing is, and this is how the film reels look, and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. once again, this is Tarantino. You know he loves these things. He loves, loves, loves these things. Even have a moment where the characters, were uh, where the main characters, watching, well, well, watching themselves, basically, on screen. And that's the vibe I was getting from it. Like, he was more seen himself as just being a fan, and you know what I mean? Because he did the directing thing before, and, you know, it's even to a point, you know, tr- in true or true fashion, where you can reference your own films, right? So, yeah, there's, right. there's one scene, this one war movie with Leo, and yeah. I, instantly you take taking in glorious bastards, right? right. Even the outfit right. is just so incredibly in glorious bastards. So it's right. like that, you know what I mean? So I, I dug that, right? Um, There's even a moment where they, they, I swear like they recreate a scene from The Great Escape, but they just put Leo in place of Steve McQueen like, right. that moment, I thought they could have established on a little bit more instead of just being like, hey, I love the show so much, I'm actually going to be so meta with it, I'm going to put Leo in that one scene and right. show what happens, right. right? So it's very much, you know, behind the scenes, and, oh, well, this character was meant to be in this show, so this actor was going to be in the show, but it didn't happen, and this is the scenes that they did, and blah, blah, blah. So it's very much in-depth, no, and I, I, I actually appreciate that. Uh, even right down to, you know, just the film itself kind of showing... Hey you know this is the camera This is the director yelling cut This is what happens behind the scenes What you're seeing here actually isn't what really is You know and all that kind of stuff though Um, and Another thing that I picked up on too Is just how he incorporates w- the western again Because technically While this is not a western This is the third time in this decade alone Where he has touched on the genre of, of westerns now. And if you're right. watching a two of westerns It's like you know that genre is dying You know what I mean And I, kind it's funny too Because my friend Houston, my man was saying He would love to see um, A Western come out in this This year now, you know what I mean, something new And I just made a joke that You know, it'd be cool if we had like a franchise Piece of a Western, like You know, the man with no name, Django You know, stuff like that, but we don't have that You know what I mean, so It's almost like Tarantino did Django, hoping that Westerns would have come back, and you know Um uh, Hateful Eight no. And the closest thing we really got was The Magnificent Seven, right, the remake, which I thought was pretty good, no. but still It didn't really do much in terms of revitalizing The Western or bringing it back now. But in those head uh, At least in my, how I see it is like Well, dog, I can't be doing I can't be bringing back genres for the rest of my life I have to move on So you, you just get a sense of like Does this director kind of You know, just this twilight period of his life now, I mean, of his career, like, is this all there is to me or did I do enough? I felt like I did enough, so what's the next step for me? And I assume this is where the 10th film is going to really answer that question. But here it just feels a little bit more doubtful, like, you know, people expect him to, to come with a solid script with great dialogue and it's there. But why does it always have to follow a traditional narrative, you know what I mean? Like why can't it just be breezy and just go, you know, just be a little bit more slice of life and just showing characters just existing and doing what they do. And uh, now I'll get into um into Margot Robbie, right? Um, and her role in this. And uh, yes, I would argue that yes, they could have been more um with her, they could have really utilized the character more. Here I kind of see her just being like this this it's not like they're making her like some kind of angel, like some holy character in this world of Hollywood, right? You know what I mean? am not saying that. But she kind of seems kind of like untainted at the moment, especially when you know what happens afterwards. Right, right. right. So there's moments with her just kind of like happy and smiling and dancing and stuff like that. You know, just not aware of the fate that will befall her, right? Do you know it's mean? like that. Uh, even though like I said I wish that there was more stuff done with her I wish that she was an actual like there was more to her in the story um, I do appreciate the moments with her and I feel like it's some kind of behind the scenes thing maybe with um, Tarantino and Polanski maybe he did want to show her as just being a victim you know what I mean just someone right. who just happened to end up in this situation but just this is who she was and this is how she, this is what she could have been she could have been a, a rising star basically but she had a one role or something like that. She had roles. But, you know, the last role being that of this Dean Martin film, I didn't even know it existed. But, you know, um, her, there's a moment actually with her going to a theater watching that film. And that, once again, I do see it as like just Tarantino's way of just being like, you know, being the fanboy, being the, the, the viewer, seeing that film, you know, materialized. I, I saw that moment. So there's lots of moments of, you know, just, you could tell it's it's like very reminiscent instead of like what Tarantino loves, being in a dark cinema, watching a film like that. So I got that. The film relishes on that too, even though, yes, I would admit, I was kind of thinking that, okay, when is when are they going to get to the Manson stuff? And they do kind of link it through the film in like these random moments, uh, especially involving um, Brad Pitt. There's uh, one scene where you hear a character where like um, the female members of the Manson family singing a song. It's only after the fact that I learned that it was just based off of some... It was an album, actually, that that, um, Charles Manson did. And that was one of the songs that was on that album, actually. Like, whoa, okay, cool. Right. I wish that there was more Manson stuff in it. But once again, I get what Tarotino was trying to do. is really showing not so much Hollywood dying, but just uh, a, a shift that's happening. And, you know, it's just so in the background that, you know, people characters that really picking up on it or they kind of aware that something's gonna happen or something's changing and they just either don't want to deal with it or they don't know how and you know just like i said i see that kind of reflected with uh, with tarantino himself you know what i mean because yeah he could just pretty much retire when it when he wants to but it's like you know what i mean he 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 did all the tribute stuff he's made great films over the years but you know, and, well, you know, it's kind of ironic that this film came out in 2019, so it's like 1969, 2019, right? So that gap, right? So there, I, I'm just, like, thinking, so he kind of just sees himself, you know, as Rick Dalton, you know what I mean? More or less trying to keep his career afloat, you know what I mean? Even though he has done a lot of great things, but still, when this new decade comes in, will there be a need for Tarantino? Will there be right. a need for his films now, you know what I mean? Will and Even if he does continue the whole revisionist stuff If he does the whole passage stuff Will people care for it? No Will people just kind of tune out of it and Jump to more you know commercial stuff You know what I mean so I see that in this film That's just his thoughts being reflected here In this kind of weird kind of meta way But I know directors did it over the years Especially when he got older so this is just Kind of Tarantino doing that and being mature And speaking of mature And do I gotta get to written a bit Speaking of mature I know a lot of people was making the comparison to, to Jackie Brown, right? So I was getting advice too, like, okay, this is it's not so much about the violence. Or maybe it's not gonna be as violent as all that. It's just telling this mature story. And then we get to the third act, which I totally enjoyed actually. Um, but it right. caught me completely by surprise too. But here's the thing that I I I really dug from it. And I know a lot of people kinda I, I didn't hear anything, anybody talk about this, right? So maybe I'm the first Whatever. So prior to the to the to the scene that will divide people. I already did divide people. Some people find it to be gratuitous. I find it insanely over the top. But it's funny and it works, right? And the song that they use there, perfect in my opinion. I love it, right? Um, I do, I, I would admit, yes, he does, it does border on gratuitous, like just really insanely violent for the sake of being violent. Um, but I, I kind of see it as just starting to himself, kinda looking at himself like, you know. I can tell the story. I if I wanted to, I really could tell the story without a drop of blood, you know, without somebody getting killed or punched out or whatnot, you know. But it's me, so I could do it anyway, right? I, I kinda saw it like that. And then also too because of what's going on in the background with the Manson family. It's like, well, you kinda you kinda come to expect violence in this movie, right? So I'm gonna give you that. But it's not right. what you expect. And that's something that that really blew me away with this. Because at the moment, not to spoil anything, I thought that the the piece of violence that we'll get in the movie would have center on the Madsen family doing the crime, right? Doing the murders. But they don't do that. They actually kind of flip it on its heels now. And then when the moment ends now, I was thinking, okay, so he's doing the revisionist thing again. He's doing like right. Inglourious Bastards, where, if you remember from Glorious yeah. Bastards, you know, Hitler gets killed, you know what I mean, in a, in a movie theater. Right? Yeah. So I thought it was going to be like that. Like, it's going to be. His take on what happened on that night when Tarantino got killed So it actually didn't happen in his will But then you get that final shot And um, a lot of people kind of like, you know, not too sure what to make of it I see, this is this is my interpretation of it, right I see it as Tarantino could have just ended the story with Hey, nothing happened because, you know, things happen outside, um, Instead of what was supposed to happen so historically, right. this happened, but in Tarantino's will, this is re- this is what happened, right? And it could have ended like that, right? Play some cool song or whatever. But to me, this was where Tarantino's was like, you know what? I, I, could, I could keep doing this. I could still be, you know, do this weird sort of historical take on things and create my own will. But no, this actually happened. And because of that, nothing was the same. Nothing was ever the same in terms of Hollywood, right? So I have to leave this here. This is and this is an integral moment. This is what happened. This is where the shift took place, and I can't change this to you know to please the audience. I have to show it in a in a, in a subtle way, right? So if, it, it, so, unless you just really didn't know what happened, you'd just be like, okay, what 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 happened? Well, I don't understand this. But because yeah. he ended like that, it's like, well, no, I know this happened. And I can't change that, personally. I wish I could go back. I wish that the sixties or at least that era of filmmaking or Hollywood could continue. But no, this event happened, and I have to. I have to keep that in, and that's why I felt it ended just like that. And slight spoiler: that's where you see the title for the first time in the movie, as opposed to the very beginning or you know um, after the opening credits or whatnot. It shows up right there, where it's like yeah, yeah.
1: because the implication is all the new story is now started. Kind of. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. This is where it all begins. You know what I mean? Yeah. So my my uh, love of sixty of the sixties and Hollywood pretty much ends at that one moment, and that's why I got from it. So, in short, I see this as being entirely his most personal movie. It's not his best work, but mo- his most personal movie, mainly because of the stuff that he's fascinated by. And yes, I have to make this joke. Yes, you do see his fetish for 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 this. Yes, you see it quite a few times. You know, I, I and mean, know, a a what lot of that? features
1: in this. <laughs> I didn't I really I, 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 I that. I noticed it. I remember that that thing, especially with, uh, yeah, with, people,
0: with, people with Kill Bill, it Bill it. Volume 1. And, um, right. uh, what show? Boy, I, think, um, I think Pop Fiction was the first time where you, where you saw that whole foot fetish. Thing. I remember it yeah, because, being no, that no, deal but with, well, uh, with Kill Bill.
1: Now, I'm aware of it, but I didn't notice it per se in this movie. People keep saying, oh, it was such a big issue.
0: And I'm like, okay. No, it wasn't oh. big, 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 but it's just that blatantly yeah. characters would just kind of show their feet. Had one yeah. scene where a character just lift up she leg to, to point at a, at a direction, uh, and, you know, you <laughs> just see the, the feet there. So, like, all right. So, it's very, it's very, very, very Tarantino's. All the things that they know about him is the stuff that he likes, just all on screen. So, it's very much about him, uh, but it's not, it, while it does kind of border on self-indulgent at times, I do see it as just coming from just, genuinely from just a passion of just that era, you know what I mean? The, the films that came yeah. out, the filmmaking, the directors, the actors, everybody that was there. But just that self-awareness, like I say, at the very end, where it's like, but at the end of the day, while I do have clout in Hollywood, and I, I did get away with shooting Hitler again, kill in a movie theater, people loved it. I still have to I still have to remember that this moment happened and this is what forever changed Hollywood. I can't change that to please anybody or to please myself. This is the moment where everything changed. And that's why the ending is where it is. Yes, yeah. I understand it will throw people off. People will be like, but this is it, whatever, I don't care. But to me, that was powerful. That was that's just a moment of self-awareness that yeah, I haven't seen it in a Tarantino movie in quite some time though. So yes, I do agree it's not the best movie he ever made. But I would say, like I said, uh, I will say it is his most personal. This is uh, one of his most taught out as well too. Um, the style of it is different, just the sort of free form kind of ways, is especially those the, the narrative. Because I would argue that it is a story, but it's just told in this sort of breezy kind of slice of life kind of way. But there are things going on, you know what I mean? But it's just not traditional. And just for somebody to just come and say, hey, let me just do something a little bit different, you know what I mean? Let me just kind of break them a little bit before. Actually retire quote unquote This shows how much growth he's had As a director you know what I mean So it's his very most Tarantino movie That's why I defend it Um, And I will say it is yeah Easily one of the best movies of 2019 But um, it's not going to work For everyone I'll admit that You know people who want the Escapism, like what Kill Bill had, you're not gonna, you're not really gonna get. If you're looking for the Crow pleased moments, you're not really gonna get. Even though I would say it is one of the more funnier films that he's he's done. It is one of the funnier films I uh, he's ever done because it is very much reliant on comedy more than anything else, right? And not so much on tension. I wish that there was some more tension, especially moments leading up to the to the crime, right? Um, another moment of self-awareness I picked up on was where um was prior to the the, the killers going to, to do the crime, right? Remember there's a moment where, alright, so side spoilers there's a moment where they're saying, well, we're going back against you know, those who are making all these violent films in the past and all that kind of stuff, right? right yeah, right. we're going to get back at them, man, because they, they ruined our childhood, man. They they forced us to be and if I'm not mistaken, that was like that was like Charles yeah. Manson's kind of methodology, like, yeah, right, right. lash back at your parents because they ones who spoil you, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't do nothing, right? And we talked about that with um with Mindhunter, by the way. Yes, with sure. the same guy who played him. Although I wish that we saw a little bit more of Charles Manson as another gripe that I had. But again, I, I understand the show isn't really about him. It's about just the event and how it changed things. Like everything that led up to that moment. So it's not really so much about him. But I wish we could I wish you could have got more of him. But anyway, so that whole thing with you know just the criticism of the films because what they were going off basically was just the you know the the NBC show that um that Leo was standing and oh and by the way everything about it the 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 music the camera angles the commercials the uh <laughs> the text everything is so reminiscent of 50 shows like gunsmoke and what yeah, you know, yeah. like I was like, "This is so, so spot on, But yeah, so I saw that moment with them more or less talking about, um, you know, the violence. You know, this the, the, um, oh gosh, pr- creating this culture of violence. That I see that more like kind of like Tarantino look at himself like, "Yeah, look at the films I make. Did I what? Did I really do this though? Well, I, I kind of did because majority of my films have violence in it, right? So it's kind of funny that he kind of." kind of plays with kind of tongue-in-cheek especially with how gratuitous the follow-up scene is there you know what i mean i was like yeah i i, I kind of did that i kind of got away with a lot of a lot of shit like this you know violent violence wise like on screen but at the same time i'm just going to show you how ugly it is too you know what i mean so i like that it, it's kind of tongue-in-cheek the way how it's done that's that's my defense of why that scene is so over the top right because of what the character says prior to that but yeah, I talk long enough about it. This is me fanboying over this. I have a that if I watch this a couple more times, I'll just learn or just, you know, pick up more things about it. But that is, to me, the true testament of not just a great film, but a great director. And yes, this is a great film, in my opinion, one of the best of the year. So for me, I will go with a very, very light four and a half out of five, man. This is absolutely a must-see. If you're a Tarantino fan, you would, I would say you will love it as much as his previous work. But going with an open mind, kind of know about the director himself, just look at it as a kind of commentary on himself, where he's at, what he did before, and how he kind of influenced film as a whole and will he be able to do that and if he actually should, you know what I mean, with this decade coming up, you know what I mean? Just look at it from that perspective and you will enjoy it way more than you expect. If you're expecting something more traditional, yeah, you will be disappointed by it, you know what I mean? But still... Give it a look. You'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it some in some way, shape, or form. Right. All right. So that was a long talk on um uh, what's upon a time in Hollywood. But yeah, I really had to get out for chest though. But yeah, with all that being said, though, Ricardo, where can we find you online?
1: Uh, uh, at RMADDY on Twitter. That's at RMAD on Twitter. And then type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook.
0: All right. Uh you could find me on Twitter. Just look for BearBeatBailey. On Instagram, you can find me at Bears Beats and Bailey on Facebook, just look so for my name. Match Media, along with the Legally Black blog, official fan base, so we find a link to this podcast, as well as the ones that we've done over the past few years, including Retrospect Reviews. And uh, speaking of Retrospect Reviews, we have one coming very soon. It's going to be on one of my top five favorite albums of all time, that being the Notorious B.I.G.'s, Ready to Die. Just letting you know that one time, so you can look out for that. Uh, also, we have a Chapter 2 um, which yeah. I will be checking out Hopefully on my birthday yay! So uh, I will be checking that out uh, well, Ric- Ricardo you'll be tagging along Well hope to see you there And um, yeah. I, I, like I didn't expect this show to just bl- To blow my way uh, But I mean I will be seeing this in IMAX So this will be the first horror movie that I see in, right. in IMAX And also it being You know 2 hours and 40 minutes Like roughly the same time that you know this show That we talked about earlier is So I just want to see if It's justified, right, if this leg makes sense Other than that, I'm I'm pretty much excited For it, I really want to see how this story Quote-unquote concludes, right Netflix-wise, we have The Dark Crystal, Uh, we did get around To watch it last week, so uh, We will make the effort to check that out for the next episode And uh, the show that You think I was going to mention But probably didn't, what's that show?
1: Uh, Ad Astra
0: Yes, I had a mind it was that I had a mind it was Ad Astra yeah, uh I once again I hope that, you know, the local cinema gods don't, you know, do a once upon a time in Hollywood first and get me hyped up and then on the yeah. Wednesday, it's not there. Like I actually do want to see this. Uh like this yeah. could be well, yeah, I really rooted for this to be one of the one of the years best films, you know, I mean, in my opinion. Uh, uh so yeah, I really want to see that too.
1: Yeah. Also, well a bit kinda interesting news on in, in anime thing. Uh I, I really, really Bizarre manga is being made into an anime. That is a uh, Uzumaki. So I you know, saw a if video of
0: it, like a like a uh, a YouTube thumbnail fit but I have yeah. no clue what it is. But it's for yeah, adult Swim, right? Is it?
1: Yes, yes. And I, I just think that would mention. it So you know, everybody who you know, you know, constantly watching, you know, um, Kimetsu no Yaiba or or Doro or something like that. Right. Uh, this is something I've genuinely hyped for. Um.
0: So it's such right. a bizarre song. Is it is it bizarre for you or just bizarre, no. bizarre? Just bizarre, bizarre. <laughs>
1: it's weird. It's a weird. It's our weird mood. So yeah, I just that would mention it.
0: Anyway, I just. All fun. right, now well, maybe I'll give a glance. I, I just hope that my mind doesn't melt when I see it. But yeah, I'm curious though. Yeah. I'm curious though. And yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once okay, again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good, evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Match Media, Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off from another episode of BSB2 Dailys. Until the next one, take care. Peace.